Let's do news and notes. News and notes is brought to you by Major Chill Canine Sedatives. I've seen it a million times. Dog walking down the street on a leash. A loose dog comes out of a yard looking for trouble. And let's face it, he's a bad dude. Next thing you know, we got two pet owners separating a couple mutts. And maybe somebody caught an injury, dog or human. Now we're on the phone with insurance companies getting tested for rabies. You didn't even want to meet this fucking guy. And now you got his phone number saved. Nobody needs that kind of stress. You need stress relief. You need major chill canine sedatives with major chill nap time is anytime friends coming over for the big game are you hosting a holiday do you have a security team living with you that's testing your pet's patients these are all scenarios that could easily turn into a lost time injury but like we say at major chill he can't send you to the icu if he's an rem to get your free trial bottle of major chill canine sedative go to doggydoze.com and enter code champ at checkout that's c-h-a-m-p champ all i know is champ and major went back to delaware and only major came back r.i.p champ this is patriot sports radio patriot sports radio fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media if it's sports from the high school level to the pros we're talking about it like the red-blooded americans we are god bless america god bless america god bless america let's do this here's eric john chris and the coach Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio Football Edition. My name is Eric. I'm your host. Glad to have you with us. And thank you for those reviews like this one from Casey Budge, who said simply, y'all are the best. Let's do a show. This is the part where I tell you who's here. Chris, to my left, keeping this thing on the tracks with the engine firing. Angela's here as well. She said she has a full page of notes about last night's episode of Hard Knocks. John, it's Russell Wilson State, and you're just living in it, buddy. Looking downright GQ today, yep. I might add. Is that still the standard, or is there a new men's fashion mag taking over the scene? <clears throat> Just kidding. We don't care. The this standard. is a football show. Also joining us on... Standard's a standard. <laughs> also jo- Joey Gladstone tying all. <laughs> With the that headband. Is, yeah, that's high-end stuff right there. Yep. Greed is good. And headband Well, for, the, for the, the guys who are joining us, uh, it was picture day at work. So I had to go on a 90s time. Yeah, totally and makes sense. And then I've got a, an ongoing thing where I'm going to wear a headband for every podcast until Baker Mayfield loses. <laughs> so that, that'll be a short one. You'll, you'll be done next. Well, I'm about to say they do play the Browns. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And Joku could be a problem. Also joining us on this one are Tyler and Chet from the Sports Scramble podcast. They came ready to go. They brought a game day recipe with them and everything. Tyler, oh, yeah. tell us what you guys are up to over there on the uh, Sports Scramble podcast. You know, just talking all things college football, especially with the season ramping up. And then we just had a couple of our fantasy drafts. So they dubbed me as a fantasy expert over there. So I've been giving them all the knowledge that they need going into this season. Uh, are, I listened to your, I think your most recent one today. It was entitled the, San, the I almost said San Diego, the Chargers <laughs> are going to win the Super Bowl. I said, okay, I can get along with these guys. Cause that's one of the first bets I put in in like June. I they've made the playoffs like once in the last eight years, and every year I bet on them to, to make the Super Bowl because I just I refuse to stop believing. Are you the one who drafted a wide receiver first and immediately regretted uh, it? This no, was a tale. I think that was Wade. Ah, 
Yes. I think that was Wade. He drafted Jamar Chase over yep. Justin Jefferson, which I would never do. Justin Jefferson is going to be like the Cooper Cup of this year of fantasy football. Yep. I expect him to be like the first NFL wide receiver to put up 2,000 yards, honestly. He also took okay. him over Austin Eckler, too. So I was I was shocked to see that. And Tyler Broke on? is his one and only rule of RB dead zone. He preached it all preseason. You don't take running backs through rounds three through seven. What Travis Etienne was there. Come on. He's going to have a breakout year. I'll never let him forget it. Round five, I was like, you know what? Travis Etienne sitting there. I'm not taking him. Tyler's rule is no running backs during round three and seven. And I think he told me that just to throw me off my game. He doesn't want to admit it, but Travis Etienne profiles exactly like a dead zone running back. What I liked, what I needed to hear, Chris, was the immediate regret of taking a wide receiver first and watching those running backs go off the board. That's what we need to remember. We go into our draft. We need to use that first pick on a running back. Wherever it is, I don't know. We're rolling dice. It's randomized. We have no idea. Anyway, programming note, this will be the last recorded football edition until after the Super Bowl. The NFL is going live. We're going live two Sunday nights immediately after the games. Get the visceral reactions. It's fresh in our minds. It's going to be great. Here's the rankings of great things in life. There's football, betting on football, talking about football, and listening to other people talk about football. That's your top four right there. Scott so eloquently said, can't wait. Hard knocks. Jared Goff quoting man in the arena. Okay. It's it's definitely a pivotal year for him. Former number one pick. Always kind of seen at the NFL level as a liability or at best a game manager. Angela, I need a ruling here. When the kid was interviewing him and he said fiance and then they panned to her, the look on her face, she did not look comfortable. Am I wrong? Am I speculating on something that isn't there or uh, is she not into it? She looked. No, she looked uncomfortable for sure. Uh, and actually, I was half paying attention, and I thought he said Beyonce. So I got super confused. <laughs> what the hell's going on? But no, I agree. She was like, oh, okay, let's talk about this. Really? That was is, crazy. Is she his wow. confirmed fiance, or was, or they maybe breaking the ice there? She didn't know what's coming. I don't know I'm if she sure. knew it was going to be <laughs> public, maybe. Publicized, right? Yeah. It's kind of like Tua. I don't know if y'all saw a few weeks, Tua, you know, hating on the media for uh, – they, they leaked his wedding. He was not too happy about that. That's crazy. You're, oh, okay, too. You're not Jennifer Lopez getting pissed off about <laughs> videos leaking. Yeah. Come on. yeah. Also, you're an NFL starting QB. You can't get top secret married. That's not possible. Yeah. Yeah. Nice try, pal. <laughs> also, I'm wondering if – I didn't see the hard knocks, but I'm wondering if uh, the woman was upset because she had a whole social media strategy for how she was going to reveal it oh. that just got – the lid blown off by uh, NFL uh, NFL network. Right, like the gender yep. reveal for marital announcements. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Oh, no. Don't mess with a woman's Ooh. social media plan. I'll put it that way. Great hey, point, being, Chris. I wonder if she's told her parents yet. <laughs> that is a, that's a good question. <laughs> being, I mean, the engagement uh, pictures are usually the most like ones you throw up on Instagram. So, yep. Running back Craig Reynolds was literally interviewing to become an insurance salesman. So that's still a thing. The football to insurance pipeline remains alive and well. But I love that scene where they decided not to cut him. His (laughs) talent and work ethic have made him and his relationships with the guys on the team have made him indispensable to a degree. You know, push comes to shove, they'll cut him. But the uh, what was the guy's name? 
John Morton, offensive assistant, he said, I wouldn't cut him. He's everything we represent. And the way he said it was like, don't you fucking dare. Right. And the other part that was funny, I think he deserves honorable mention for publicly uh, noting that he got icy hot on his nuts and he disclosed that to everybody. So somebody with that kind of honesty, you got to roll with that guy. (laughs) Yeah. He's obviously looking to play through adversity. Right. I like a guy like that. More Rodrigo. I've had icy hot on the nuts. It's not to be trifled with. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, especially... You, you think it's funny in the locker room when you're a freshman in high school until you're late to practice because you had to uh, do the eyewash treatment on your ball sack for 20 minutes. Totally. Especially wow. you go to spray it there on your back and then you kind of get like an itch and then, you know, as us guys yeah, do, we, like, we adjust ourselves throughout the day. So uh, that's usually how it happens. It's not a fun time. Yep. The other thing I was super excited prize. about from Hard Knocks was Dan Campbell's grading system for like they're getting serious about cutting guys. And he was like, Yeah, I don't know. I had him down for like three what the fucks and two bullshits. Like, I don't, there was like two <laughs> different times. And I was just like, I don't know. I was like, That's excellent. Totally awesome. Yeah. That was highly precise. Right. <laughs> I love Dan Campbell. There was a real lack of tears. I think we all expected a couple uh, breakdowns, man. And there wasn't any. He's he's toughening up now. In his, his, It's not aging him like I thought it would. Usually these coaches age like dogs. But he looks about the same age as he did last year. It was super weird seeing, too, that like we know that some of these guys got cut. But when we watched the show, they hadn't yet. So it was kind of like, oh, buddy, you don't even know what's coming. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't sign the papers on that Dodge Ram. <laughs> that Dodge Ram. <laughs> hey, it won't be a Dodge Charger or a Dodge Challenger. Nope. They're discontinuing those going to EV. So we'll see. We'll see what Nick Saban offers all his recruits now. <laughs> I don't know. A base model Dodge Ram goes about 150K now. So. It's the kind of thing you might not be able to do as a young NFL player who's possibly going to get cut. It's wild. I could go down the vehicle prices road, but I'm not going to. How, Rodrigo, how did this kid drop to the sixth round? He's a fucking missile mm. out there, and he's got mm-hmm. high character. I don't, I don't understand. Super lovable. I don't know what the knock was on him coming out of college. What was the negative thing about Rodrigo that he fell to the sixth round? Nobody's he a plays beast. for Oklahoma State in the Big 12. If uh, that guy was in the SEC, he would have been a second-round pick. Yeah. Oh, the Big 12 has a reputation of not having a defense. And then it's not OU or Texas. It's Oklahoma State, so that's even further rung down. You know, it's he's got talent. A ton of talent. Yeah. That kid's out there making the most of his up. Like, he's a sixth-round pick, and you're, you're sitting there watching the show, like, 0% chance this kid gets cut. I don't know what the percentage is, but most, a vast majority – of sixth round picks get caught. You know, that's why fantasy bros always talk about draft capital. If they take you in the first or second round, they're going to keep you around. They're going to give you the ball. They're going to give you every opportunity to succeed. If they take you in the sixth round and you fuck up a couple times, like see you later. Rodrigo's coming in there with his lunch pail, crushing it every single day. I love that kid. He was one of the best wrestlers in Oklahoma coming out of high school. Oh, that's going to help. I I mean, that was kind of Oklahoma state's new, like go to Gundy and was going to listen to John Smith, and that's how they were getting their D-backs were, were ex-wrestlers. That's why they tackle so, so well with such form. But they're still mm-hmm. they're still in the Big 12, and they're still at Oklahoma State. 
and they're not the fast line. I mean, there's Rodriguez times another second off of 40 in the SEC, just two states over, you know. That's why it's a six-rounder probably. What do you guys think, Chet? Coming out of the SEC, you're definitely going to get more eyes on it, like Eric said. But those guys, those defensive players you take deep in the deep in the draft, you always see – I mean, they're the ones that go the farthest. Um, you get the guys that are going like round one and two. They, they have a few good years and they kind of fade out there. Uh, but I feel like the ones that are going deep are the ones that they're, they're, they're the diamond in the rough, you know. And it sounds like with his with his wrestling pass that you may have uh, you may have ran into him a few times back in the day. Yeah, I remember you you were a wrestler back no, there. No, I mean in, there's uh, twenty college, or thirty huh? years between us. <laughs> maybe maybe his did, dad. But no, huh? Yeah, I could be his dad for hundred <laughs> percent. My first daughter was born in 1999. I did. I have seen him wrestle though. Yeah, I have been to tournaments and watched him for sure. Well, I mean, it definitely teaches the, the form tackling there. So he's, the, and uh, the he's work been, ethic is unmatched, right? So you get a, a real strong yeah. work ethic with wrestlers most of the time. For, yeah, I mean, if you're a wrestler, you have a screw loose to begin with. Yeah, and then if you can add some football skills on top of that, you know, the high school I went to again, this is apples and oranges, but. From my experience, some of the best players that we ever had were wrestlers because they're just a little bit of a screw loose. I mean, I saw one guy just take the pads out of his helmet, bust the bridge of his nose, bleed everywhere. And was just like, oh, shit. And that was it. Uh, and it turns out he, his pad was uncomfortable and he just shoved a dish rag in there. And so you're just like, there's something off about this guy. <laughs> so those are the types of people, grapplers. I mean, they've got to be the best tacklers out there because that's just what the hands and arm strength are just something different. Yeah. Well, like, that, that's what you want too. you know, running uh, late in the game. Those are the guys that find that energy deep inside them to just keep on going. Check. And also it's not just like they can tackle their forms. Phenomenal. Right. They wrap because yeah. they're shooting a double essentially. Right. Right. And so they wrap always. You see Rodriguez. He's yeah. Out of all the linebackers in the Big 12, he was he was in the top tier of linebackers. These guys hit with their shoulder and stand up and are like, Rob, but every third tackle that dude that they hit, he, they don't go down. Rodriguez wraps every single time yeah. without fail. He's not out there to look pretty. He's just out there to no. get the job done. That's what I love about him. He's twisting his hips, ripping these dudes down like a fucking yeah. crocodile, dude. Yeah, like, he's, like he, he, want, he wants two. Two. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's yeah. that rigorous training that wrestlers go through and the understanding of leverage. That kind of thing's going to help you. The defensive coordinators <laughs> sitting them down on the bench like, this is exactly why I fucks with you. Like, coaches just love a dude who works that hard. You just show up every day, do what you're told, and execute. They love that shit. <laughs> and I imagine the the possibility for, you know, a head injury or something like tackling with your head is uh, is always something they teach growing up in football. I mean, that's probably just out the door for them because they have such good form. Yeah, it's just second nature. Smart by them. Uh, go, go after guys that wrestle. Do the Iowa tight ends wrestle too? Is that why they're always able to uh, – uh, I don't know where they get those guys. <laughs> Just go out to the fields. Yeah, those guys come out. Of I, I think it, I think if you're a tight end, you're not built for wrestling. No. I think you're no. you're too tall, too oh, yeah, big, that's too much of a target. Tight ends are always former basketball players. OJ yeah. Howard, I think I saw just signed with the Texans. Don't take that as gospel. I thought I saw it scroll across the bottom. 
Um, yeah, let's do news and notes. News and notes is brought to you by Major Chill Canine Sedatives. I've seen it a million times. Dog walking down the street on a leash, a loose dog comes out of a yard looking for trouble, and let's face it, he's a bad dude. Next thing you know, we got two pet owners separating a couple mutts, and maybe somebody caught an injury, dog or human. Now we're on the phone with insurance companies, getting tested for rabies. You didn't even want to meet this fucking guy, and now you got his phone number saved. Nobody needs that kind of stress. You need stress relief. You need major chill. Canine sedatives with major chill. Nap time is anytime. Friends coming over for the big game? Are you hosting a holiday? Do you have a security team living with you that's testing your pet's patience? These are all scenarios that could easily turn into a lost time injury, but like we say at Major Chill, he can't send you to the ICU if he's an REM. To get your free trial bottle of Major Chill Canine Sedative, go to doggydoze.com and enter code CHAMP at checkout. That's C-H-A-M-P, CHAMP. All I know is CHAMP and Major went back to Delaware and only Major came back. R.I.P. CHAMP. News and notes. Uh, lots of dudes got cut, like hundreds, but you've only heard of like three of them, and they probably signed back to the practice squad. So it likely won't impact your favorite team very much. It will impact the young man's life a bit, though. David Blau got cut. The mighty David Blau. No hard knocks bump for him. He may end up on the mm-hmm. practice squad. Maybe he'll just go run marathons with his wife. I don't know. Angela, you have a page of notes about hard knocks. What did we skip? What did I miss that I didn't appreciate? Um, I think that I was impressed with the war, the war room, uh, crime scene wall of who's going where and how it shuffles and the little yellow patches and everybody's in white and who's going where. And, um, now they covered it up with this weird, like screen thing came down. That was kind of exciting for me. I was like, Oh, is that how they do it? Behind the scenes (laughs) stuff. Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I was, it was kind of weird and interesting where I was like, oh yeah, they're talking about that easy, easy again. And there's his wife and she's all excited and now he's going to get cut. Like that's going to happen. Did he get he cut? He did, yeah. I haven't seen it. He did. Yeah. And Pimpleton. I'm still getting Pimpleton caught Pimpleton got cut too, I guess, right? Yeah. And I spent all this time watching him juggle and off my mats. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're going to if he caught career. If he caught that ball in the end zone, maybe he makes the team, maybe not, but that drop probably could. And I was sitting there watching it, and they replayed it like five times in a row. I'm like, come on. He's watching this at some point. Don't do this. You're showing the one drop he's going to see in his dreams for the rest of his life five times in a row. Oh, the part that I thought was enduring but odd was when they were um, when Goff is meeting with those interns, and they were going over this clothing line and all of this. And I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. But also, I was like, is this does this do we really need to watch this? It was to me, it was sort of a waste. I know it just was like, Oh, that's cute. And that's cool. And he's working with youngsters, but I don't know. It just was, that was wasted on me. <laughs> so what he was getting interns to hawk his clothing line. Is yeah. Like help design so it and stuff. So it was okay. <laughs> yeah. Was like younger, they were kids, real vague, which is kind of cool, but it's like, oh. how do you do fellow youths? Can you tell me what looks good? <laughs> <laughs> that. There's been a real lack of the quarterback in this season. Is he just a saltine cracker, not interesting dude? Or did he say, I don't want a bunch of camera time here? I'm not sure. He's pretty chill. I mean, I don't think he's, I don't think he's, he wants the attention that much. Like when you hear him talk and you hear him in interviews, he kind of sounds like he he doesn't care too much about too much. Um, I don't know. That's just me though. 
Yeah, I mean, he's not the uh, most energetic guy on the planet. I give, give you that. He might have got into those dog treats you were just doing an ad read for before the, before <laughs> yeah. the filming. Yeah, I suppose he he kind of reminds me of uh, Brooks Kepka um, because both of them are people where it's like you feel like they their lives wouldn't change much if they actually just switched careers to something else. They're just kind of chilling, dudes. Yeah, he was yeah, making funny jokes though when they were doing the independent. Um, you know, player-led practice part of it. He was making some kind of a comment about, like, we don't need those fucking coaches anyways. Like, it was funny. <laughs> he did have a couple of funny moments. Well, it was it was his fiance that they leaked, right? Accidentally. Yeah, so maybe she was like, no, Jared, you're done. Right. No more film time for you. Yep. In fact, you need to call the producers, tell them to take that scene out. Well, <laughs> babe, I'm Jared Goff. I don't have that kind of pull. Russell Wilson might. He just signed a five-year contract worth $245 million, including one hundred and sixty-five in guaranteed fuck-you-pay-me money. I threw 27 picks. Fuck you, pay me. 14 missed games. Fuck you, pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? Fuck you, pay me. $165 million. So, question for the group. How many good years does Russ have left? And by good, I mean... Can he take a mediocre team to a wild card like a legit QB does? Down five with five minutes to play, you would bet on him to win the game. Respected around the league, known as a good QB. Two, three, not five, in my opinion. I, I brought this up. I brought this up five podcasts ago. Yeah. So I will defer, but because I have a low bar. I think he's gonna make $165 million from that contract, and that's it. Interesting. Chet, what do you think? I mean, I saw today that he was uh, – it's the third highest contract with the guaranteed money. The only two above him, I believe, are uh, <sighs> Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson. Uh, yep. Deshaun Watson's rolling in that, that fuck you money and not having to do anything. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to defer way. this one to Tyler because – yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not lying on that one. Uh, Tyler's the – since he's the fantasy football expert, he convinced me to draft Russell Wilson this year. I want to I wanna hear what his take on it is. Bring him in. I mean, I heard enough from him whenever he released that Broncos country, let's ride. So, I mean, I don't know if that like $165 million guaranteed comes for that solely, but I think that he has at least two to three years uh, with this team. But the AFC West is stacked, so it's, it's going to be tough for Russell Wilson. I know that they have a young core of receivers there, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. And then they also have an explosive defense. So I, I think it's going to be at least uh, two to three years. I, I think that the Broncos definitely have a chance this year at it. And, and down the line, you know, we could see them winning it uh, next year. How do you see that Broncos wide receiver group playing out? I think Cortland Sutton could be a wide receiver one yeah. sitting there in the middle rounds. I can't figure out what yeah. Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler are going to be. Who? One of those is going to be his Tyler Lockett, I think. Which one? I think KJ Hamler is. He he's the more fast guy. I think at the scouting combine, he ran like a four three. So he's going to be like the Tyler Lockett Jr. So I would definitely draft him in the middle rounds or even in the late rounds. I, I think he's going undrafted in his ADP right now. Yeah, even I grab Sutton. Maybe just grab. I, I love. I'm getting Cortland Sutton everywhere. I traded a first for him a couple months ago because I'm totally sold. I think he's just he's just the new DK Metcalf. I'm just making yeah, that I simple transition. You, you got to get him. You, it's crazy how. Go ahead there. No, you go. I was going to say it's crazy how far someone like DK Metcalf has fallen off in the draft this year. 
I don't even think he got drafted in the league that we just did, Tyler. Uh, because he's got, I mean, who is it? Uh, Geno Smith throwing to him? Yeah. So, I mean, he may be the only guy out there, but it's Geno Smith throwing him the football. So, I mean, yeah. it's just how from year to year you can go from, I mean, he was like a top 10 pick last year to work. People are picking him up, you know, late rounds. And it's just like, who knows what he's going to do now. I mean, he's still going to be DK Metcalf, but it's not like, I mean, how many times are they going to be inside the 20 to take a shot there? And right. he's not hes not a Tyreek, you know, take a five-yard slant to the house guy. He's a let him get down there and huck it down there guy. And eh, he doesn't really have a quarterback who can do that now. They might let him <laughs> play DB or something after that tackle last year. <laughs> yeah, that was legit. Yeah, that's all you saw on the uh, on like top tens for probably like the next three months was him ball hawking that that corner, just chasing them down. So, and everybody superimposing their logo on like a competing company's logo. Yeah, that, those were the best. You can see him chase them down. <laughs> yeah. If TikTok was a thing when that happened, it I mean it would it would have blown up. Oh man. Um, Shaquem Griffin was cut, but I think the story is how they reported it. They said he was, quote, the only known one-handed NFL player. Do they think someone was doing it in secret? What does that mean, the only known one-handed NFL player? Like, that's quite a feat. You did something 99.9%. They didn't feel like researching. That's the shortcut. (laughs) He's the only, from my recent memory, he's the only one-handed Oh, man. He was a good story. Uh, I remember when he was at UCF, he was a stud. Yeah. But that, that whole that's all UCF I want to say team about was that. a good story. Yeah. Hey, they won the national championship. Yeah. They got the shirts. Hey, they made Joe there. Burrow what he is now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We, 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 credit, we credit Joe Burrow to UCF, putting him on his back and taunting him. So, uh, that was that game? Yeah. And that, that awoken. That was rough. Awoken the beast inside of him. <laughs> I mean. We, we turned it around. It's. I mean, it sounds crazy, but also that maybe changed how he played football, the mindset he walked on the field with. Like, okay, if we're going to be gladiators. And then he got, you know, basically debacled in the NFL as soon as he came here and he popped right back up. You know, as soon as he was able to play, we were all, I was afraid to draft him last year because I'm like, "Eh, he's going to be unsure in the pocket. He's going to be throwing it away, running out of bounds. And he was none of that. He acted like it never happened. It was, yeah, now it was they've wild. got a beefy O-line now, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they're going to go back to the Super Bowl again, but I think they, they're primed to make a deep run in the playoffs again this year with just how they've rebuilt that team around them. Going back to Jamar Chase, Tyler, do you think there's a chance T. Higgins is the wide receiver one on the Bengals at the end of this year? I think that's like a 50-50 because I had T. Higgins on my roster last year with a bunch of other receivers. So I think that T. Higgins is going in third round. And then I think obviously Jamar Chase, uh, he's going to be Joe Burrow's favorite target. But I think that T. Higgins, I wouldn't be surprised if he has more touchdowns than Chase this season. Not at all. Did they both have 1,000 yards last year? Is that what I heard? Yeah, I believe so. I think they both had 1,000 yards and were both. Finishing the the top twenty in fantasy last year. Oh my God, as a Bears fan, it must be freaking nice, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Higgins. Is good. I've been trying to get John to trade him to me for months. He won't do it. He won't do it. He's afraid. <laughs> I tried to pull off a Jamar Chase trade last year, and uh, it didn't work out. But it resulted in me pulling off probably the worst fantasy football trade ever known to man. I traded away uh, Patrick Mahomes, and keep in mind. 
Patrick Mahomes was absolute like dog shit for the first six weeks of the season, and I was mm-hmm. in last place, and I needed to make a move. So I traded away Patrick Mahomes and Justin Jefferson for uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Russell Wilson. And as soon as that trade happened, DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins got hurt, and Russell Wilson didn't know how to throw a football. And I finished yep. in dead last in our fantasy league. So Was that in the midst of the let Russ cook? Yeah. Uh, and I was, part, yeah. I was like, it, it's Russell Wilson. He's always clutch. Mahomes just doesn't have it this year. He's distracted by his brother dancing on TikTok. I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but he doesn't have it. I need him off of my team. And as soon as I did that, I regretted it immensely. Because the guy yeah. I traded him to edged me out for the last spot in the playoffs. Uh, yep. That's- Is there a bigger distraction than Mahomes' brother? His I wife. Know. I can't think of one. <laughs> His wife. <laughs> Both of them well, together. <laughs> wait till you see him dancing Gosh. with Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, I can't wait for that. There's going to be a TikTok every every week before the game at midfield. I can't yep. wait to see that those those nope. collabs they do. All mm-hmm. right, before we give Jackson Mahomes any airtime, Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> signed a new contract with the 49ers, which nobody, including general manager John Lynch, saw coming. He re- reworked the deal, took a cut from 25 down to 13 million for this year. That's not backup quarterback money. That's please stay money. He said that returning wasn't really on his mind, but things just kind of fell into place over the last few days with the 49ers. They asked, why didn't you ask to be released at any point? And he said that asking for release just wasn't the way I wanted to go. Boy, I would, I bet we all wished Deshaun Watson had felt the same way. So my question is as follows. How do you prevent the inevitable locker room split once shit hits the fan when you're two and four? With Trey Lance, you're going to have a lot of people asking if you're aware that Jimmy's won, like, I don't know, 77% of his games. Something like that. Say what you want about how he does it. The dude gets W's. And if the kid is not, it's not going to take long before you have two locker rooms. Yeah, I just don't understand why the 49ers are trying to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo when he's the better quarterback. He's got that veteran experience. And, I mean, Trey Lance... It's got all the hype in the world, but we haven't even seen him start a game yet. So I think that 49ers fans need to need to calm down there. If they had gotten Trey Lance for a single first round pick and not had to trade everything to get him, would they still be this committed? I wonder, or would they have shipped him out and said, all right, we fucked that up back to Jimmy. But they're so invested in this kid now. They're like, no, it has to. It's in there somewhere. And they tried to burn the boats. They thought about it, but they didn't. And at the last second, they call Jimmy back like, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're not ready. We're not ready. We need you. Actually, here's a playbook. But they haven't let him have a playbook, practice with them, nothing. He's been like persona non grata at the facility. And now all of a sudden it's, hey, Jimmy, can you be ready if we need you? Like, I don't know, week four? <laughs> well, it's it's like you got a new girlfriend, but you still talk to your ex. It's like you still got your backup plan, you know? I was shocked when they just yeah. straight up announced, hey, Trey Lance is starting quarterback moving forward. It's like, well, Jimmy, I mean, yeah, say what you want about his quarterback play, but he won games. Um, so I was like, that was kind of shocking. It's not like he did anything detrimental to his future to to lose that that job. Um, but I think it's kind of what you said, Eric, if that's the amount of money they spent or the you know, the picks and whatnot to get Trey Lance, they're like, if we don't start him this season. We're going to look all like idiots. I think they're just banking on him having success right out of the back. I wonder if that's why they made two a team captain this year. Like, it's five. I mean, we got to do it eventually. Holy shit. Or is it just because the coach is a dude bro player coach and not a hardcore football guy? I don't know. But two is team captain for whatever's that 
for whatever that's worth. But yeah, like you said, Tyrese if you're going to give this team to Trey Lance, you got to get the X out of town. It's the only way. I just don't understand how they can't take the value of Jimmy Garoppolo, give him to somebody else and get something in return if they don't want him. That's if there's not a market for him. Okay, let's bring him back on the squad and maybe a quarterback will go down and then he'll be of even greater value. But except they've got he's got a no trade clause in there. So I, I don't understand it. No, I don't even try to. He understand. could he could nix any offer. I could understand maybe keeping him for a situation like that. But yeah, this one's weird. At the very least, why not just have a quarterback competition? So know. his it, no trade clause is that. Like his own, or is that the team's no trade clause in his contract? I believe so it's his. He's got to approve anywhere they send him. That's my understanding. We might need to fact check that one because I was that's I was kind of shocked that Seattle is that he's not starting for the Seattle Seahawks. You got Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. You got a good running back core. Um, I mean, why? I guess if you're making 13 million, sit on the bench doing nothing. I guess it's better than going in there and starting as an NFL quarterback. You take the money and run when you can. Doesn't make sense to me. No, a lot of the uh, NFL business does not make sense. This article from NBC Sports. Nope, that's January 31st. We don't care about that. Anyway, I don't know. Jimmy's there. Somebody's going to get hurt. And then the talking heads are going to be like, oh, what would they pay for? How many yards would Gerber have? Yeah, anyway, injury news. Titans pass rusher Harold Landry tore his ACL. That's going to be a problem. I believe he led the team in sacks last year. So, I mean, you can't really replace him five minutes before week one kicks off. Um, More unfortunate anterior cruciate ligament news. Poe, the Ravens mascot, suffered a season under in the last preseason game. The team will hold tryouts for a new Poe. This one is never more. What the hell does one do at a mascot trial? What do they have you do at a mascot trial? Shoehorned that in there. Well, (laughs) they might need to substitute like the Orioles mascot for him. When you say season ended, did did he get shot like flying around in Baltimore? (laughs) Or did he land on the wrong power line? Or is he just like they're retiring him? I mean, is he dead or is he still flying? Torn ACL playing yeah, he's a talking about like the, for some yeah. bitch inside the mask. Oh, I thought you meant the, the actual bird. Oh gosh, it's like the uh, no, not Don Terry. That stupid Paul. that that minor league mascot that just got his shit blown up. Fisher, what's his name? Yeah, <laughs> it's a bad month for mascots. Right. It is AJ Dillon. <laughs> He murdered the best part about the video is they were debating whether it was just like mascot antics. (laughs) The dude inside's really hurt, (laughs) so they have to carry him off. That's the best. That's awesome. (laughs) The injuries, I guess, are starting early again this season for the Ravens. (laughs) I mean. There's there's probably no worse place to get hurt than inside a, a mascot uniform because nobody takes you seriously. But ultimately, nobody can see you. Kids crying inside. Yeah, nobody can see you cry, so that's a bonus. <laughs> Preserve your dignity yeah, the, a little bit. That face still has a giant smile on it. Yeah. <laughs> we got spirit up on you. You're inside like, ah! My God, Kevin Kelly's coming apart. <laughs> this isn't part of it. This isn't part right. of it. This isn't a bit. I want to read, damn it. 
What's he doing? He's supposed to be carrying the crowd. <laughs> Next, well, they were doing a mascot football game. Yeah. Next, and uh, he did. He ran a Boston College flag and just he tweaked his ACL or something. <laughs> came up with. <laughs> Next week, uh, commercial, I sw- Eric's going to have oh, some kind of fucking, oh. like, uh, like, like... Mascot insurance? No, like the fucking... <laughs> Health like insurance the, plan? Like the save-a-life button for old people? He's going to have one for a mascot. No, you need a, you need a, <laughs> a Blue Cross Blue Shield mascot PPO. There you go. Maybe that's a potential sponsorship. Yeah. Blue Cross Blue Shield. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, no, when you mentioned the... I didn't. I haven't seen the mascot news. I thought you meant the actual bird that they have that flies around. Got like shot no. out of the sky. So that's what I was like. Well, I mean, what do you do at a tryout? You're just well, a bird. What, God. Did, how did they retire the Redskins mascot or the Cleveland Indians mascot? Did they shoot them? Oh no, that'd be even worse. That'd be even worse. That's not what I intended. Oh. Bonfire built. Speaking of grudge matches. Uh, week one has a few. <laughs> Russ at Seattle, Baker versus Cleveland, and then the big ones, Doug Peterson versus Carson Wentz and Flacco versus Baltimore. I think there's a couple I'm missing, too. I love a good revenge angle. Flacco. One of my favorite things. Flacco's still Who's he playing for the there. Jets? Still out there flacking, dude. <laughs> he's out there flacking. Flacco lacking. Yeah, what team does he play for? the Jets for? backup. Your New York Jets. Because, uh... <laughs> Oh my God. Zach Wilson, uh, you know. <laughs> so you know, he's yeah, definitely no not no going to be home. Tweaked ACL, <laughs> just like that mascot. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the revenge of Poe game. Yep. Yeah. Oh I fully. Gosh. So we've got we've got just washed up um, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, and I know Wentz wasn't really the one throwing, but so we've got washed up quarterbacks with revenge games or. Yep. Grudge matches. Yep. Coordinators, former elite quarterbacks such as Joe Flacco. <laughs> hey, I fully expect Baker oh to God. go full oh. Oklahoma Kansas game against the Cleveland Browns. Oh man! I mean, it's gonna be—he's gonna be grabbing his sack, flipping them off. He's probably not gonna be the one shaking <laughs> yep. hands at, at oh, yeah. midfield. I'm looking forward to that yeah. one. Yeah. He's going to have yeah. full face paint. In He's going to have yeah. the headband, the, oh, the yeah. face paint. What are they going to release the new commercials with uh, the Carolina Stadium being his home? <laughs> it's going to be a 7 to 12 minute speech to himself in here. <laughs> He's going to be so full of piss and vinegar. He's oh. going to have like the attitude of a frat bro that just got kicked oh, out of the Oh, for bar. sure. For yeah. sure. A short. I'm coming back. A five foot four <laughs> bro who just got kicked out. Furious. <laughs> He'll be like psycho, like Annette Benning in American Beauty, where she's like, You will sell this house today. You will do it. It's gonna be the what's the, the like old psycho. movie with uh Julia Roberts when she, she goes back to the dress shop or whatever it's called. Yeah, pretty woman. Pretty woman. Oh, yeah. That's what it's gonna Big be. Big mistake. <laughs> Big mistake. I did not have pretty woman reference on my bingo hey, card. We bring everything <laughs> to We should have. Expanded NCAA playoffs. The College Illuminati are meeting on Friday the second to discuss a twelve-team playoff. If they agree on it, we could see it by twenty twenty-six. If it's unanimous, we could see a twelve-team playoff in college football by twenty twenty-four. Is this true, there, Tyler? Uh, it's definitely in the in the works. So we had Ross Dellinger on our show, so I think uh, Chet had some notes of that. If he went to 
bring it to the listeners out there. Yeah, my uh, dogs Absolutely. are having a grudge match in our living room right now. Uh, so I give it a second before yep. I uh, before I give down the analysis. <laughs> and maybe they'll calm down. Uh, I saw yours mute, and I audible to Tyler. <laughs> I, yeah. Is this just is this just a play to make sure Notre Dame gets into the playoff every year and uh, gets just shellacked, but they still get the ratings? Because it's a genius move if they do. No, oh, absolutely, that's the move. <laughs> it would be interesting yeah. if this happened and then Notre Dame signed with a network. <laughs> or go to the after. Big Ten. Enter conference, sign a nice deal with the Big Ten network, and all of a sudden, because you're locked into bowls for the next. Yeah, some of the kind of insider in the loop information that Ross gave us because he's been he's been covering the college football expansion. Uh, I mean, throughout Congress and all the conferences for I gotta say the past year, I think it's been going on. Uh, he told us that there's. In hindsight, there's one conference that doesn't want it to happen. But if that got leaked to who it was, that would just be detrimental to the whole landscape of just that conference and college football going forward. Um, so there's there's two of them that are linked up. Uh, he could share who that was, I guess, until it comes out. Uh, but there's two of them that are linked up together hard against expanding college to playoffs. But apparently they're starting to whine in the other conferences. They're starting to whine and dine them and uh, kind of – Flip, flip their hand. So he's he's thinking uh, we could see twelve team college football playoff as early as twenty twenty four going into the twenty twenty five season. Wow, they might. So everybody except two conferences want much. this to happen. Pretty and much, they're just holding out. And it, right. I don't know. Well, I mean, just from your perspective, who do you who do you think that is? I'm, I'm, I could make something up, but I have no idea. I mean, I would think uh, it can't be one of the conferences that's always on the outside looking in, like a Pac twelve or something. Um, Maybe uh, like the I'm thinking like the Big Ten because they they seem to have a team slip in there every now and then, and I think if they see that expanded because there's always that Oklahoma and sometimes Texas thinks that they're uh, that they're back, but uh, it's it's gonna I think it's one of the conferences that's always got that hold on the uh, on the playoffs, and then they don't want to expand it because then they they know they're guaranteed every year to be in it. And they, they either get to play number one Alabama, how it's been the past few years, or they're locked up like as a two seed. So I don't know, Tyler, do you do you have any idea on who it might be? Well, well, just really quickly, I mean, you would have to eliminate the SEC being yeah. being uh, for it, or else it would have already happened. But right? that that is true. <laughs> what yeah, they say I goes. Think with, uh, I've never actually, actually never really thought about it because they even have said that they'll just break off and have their own playoffs. Uh, you know, if they can't get the whole thing figured out, <laughs> they could. So, I don't know, Tyler. You uh, you know who you think you know who that other t- uh, conference might be? I don't think it's the SEC or the Big Ten. I think it's the two conferences that are being left behind. That's the Pac-12 and the ACC because the Big 12 is bringing in like the likes of Houston and UCF, so they're having expansion going. Even that Oklahoma and Texas are going to the SEC, so. It just to me, it just makes sense that the ACC and the Pac-12 don't want this to happen because I mean, Clemson is the only thing that's holding up the ACC, and then USC is going to be going to the Big Ten, so it's pretty much going to be Utah and Oregon, and Oregon and Washington have been meeting with the Big Ten. So I think those are the two conferences that are in limbo right now, and just too many questions. Yeah, I guess if uh, if the if it happens for the ACC, Clemson's not seen as the see all be all because they'll probably be beat every year now that they don't have their. Uh, 
their savior, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it's these big fish want to keep the pond medium size. Right. And I don't know if Notre Dame gets a say in it since they're not in a conference or if they have their own spokesperson. But, I mean, it, it could likely be Notre Dame, too, not wanting, uh, not wanting the expansion because they're the independent and they get to, they kind of get their pick if they're any, anywhere in the top five. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing for anybody to be against because it's more money, more games, more revenue expands the game in general. It re- it's yeah, strange. But the NCAA doesn't do anything. And that's why I think so. the conferences have taken it into their own hands. I mean, there was an article written a few months ago about them. Like that's what the SEC kind of came out and said they'd have their own playoff, just leaving the NCAA because they they, they said we can run it better than you can, and we'll just do our own thing. We'll take our ball and we'll play elsewhere. So. Yeah, I'd watch an SEC exclusive league. I mean, I, you know that that means Tyler would for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, it's high quality football. So I found this cool NFL stat: seventeen of the last nineteen seasons, a team has won their division who finished last the year before. Last year, the Bengals went from the bottom of the Super Bowl. So who is it this year? I didn't think I'd arrive at my conclusion, but uh, I want to hear what you guys think. John, what do you got? Let's start up in the corner. Well, let's run through the teams. I got to think about it. Off the top of my head, I can't tell you every team that ended last. Look up some. I mean, I wrote down maybe all teams if you want them. Oh, you wrote them all down. I love this kid. Yeah. Hey, he comes from a fantasy football expert. Doesn't come without notes. All right. Well, I'll give the AFC to the Jets, four and thirteen. Ravens, eight and nine. Jaguars, three and fourteen. Broncos, seven and ten. The NFC was the Giants four and thirteen, the Lions three thirteen and one. They tied last year. I think it was the Steelers that they tied against in that <laughs> wacky game last year. The Panthers five and twelve, and the Seahawks seven and ten. So those are your bottom teams last year. Well, since you went to me first, I gotta go Ravens. I mean, it's an entirely different squad. Half their team was injured last year, and Lamar Jackson's playing with a. The unique fire of negotiating his own contract while also gaining 17 pounds muscle. 18. Last I heard. I saw you. Uh, <laughs> he had breakfast. <laughs> you had a little money sprinkled on Lamar for the uh, MVP this year. He's going to bankroll the podcast going yep, forward. We're, we're Lamar, That's right. We're Lamar fans this year. Absolutely. He's going to pay our way to Las Vegas. I thought that uh, I thought that would be probably. I wonder if there will be two. Or is that a unique situation? Because. Baltimore was more injured than any team ever last year. Like the amount of missed games by starters, I believe was more than any teams ever had or modern era or something. Don't quote me on this. I just listen to sports talk radio all day and I regurgitate things to you. And you guys think I'm some kind of podcast host. Um, But I wonder (laughs) if there will be two because that's sort of a default because now I feel dumb after I overlooked the Ravens and took the team that I took. Tyler, what do you what, what do you have? I, who you got, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> is it the Jaguars? Absolutely. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars. I didn't think I would arrive at this conclusion, and it would take some luck, as most probably do. Baltimore was really injured last year. The Steelers had a down year. The Browns are the Browns, so Cincinnati <clears throat> got it done. That's the kind of roadmap I've laid out for the Jaguars. We need a couple injuries. We already have some dinged-up Titans, and I think – that if Traylon Burks has some issues with conditioning or endurance or whatever, and they need to rely on Robert Woods off an ACL as their number one wide receiver, and other than that, you have Derrick Henry coming off a foot injury, 
who's an absolute truck. No disrespect, but that's a big frame to carry on a foot that's been injured. They have a new coach in Jacksonville. By all mm-hmm. accounts, a much more professional atmosphere. I mean, it was an absolute shit show down there. He was kicking his players, calling them pieces of shit. Had a few eventful nights <laughs> out of his Sexually bar. assaulting co-eds. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have a quarterback. Sneak. He had his hands full. That's <laughs> for sure. Yeah. He didn't have a quarterback sneak in the playbook, but he had an end around, didn't he? Yeah, I know. I love that. That was my favorite quote of the year. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, yeah, we have a quarterback sneak and I know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a- As if he's offended. Like, is it really that yeah. hard? Yeah. You learn that in JFL. you think he JFL. mistook the co-ed for Trevor yeah. Lawrence? Yeah. Possibly. And that kid came out highly touted. Still could be a good football player. He was just in the wrong hands. He played pretty well. His numbers are borderline respectable. More and more after Urban left. Every game improved a little bit. And they spent the most in free agency. The team that spends the most in free agency since like 2017. Boy, I'm just throwing a lot of facts at you that I'm 70% sure about tonight. In the last few years, the team that spends the most wins by... At least three or an average of five more games the following year, which uh, hearing that three, that would only put them at what, eight and nine. They're not winning the division with that. So I need a, I need a miracle. I think it's Baltimore. I think you're right. Do you guys all think Baltimore? Yeah, I'm on Baltimore. I'm high on Lamar Jackson going into this season. Uh, I think he's just going to have a bounce back year and adding Marcus Williams to that secondary. I mean, the division is wide open. The Bengals, I mean, went to the Super Bowl. Uh, last year, they have a explosive offensive line, but uh, the secondary has some question marks, especially if you like Apple. I always hate that man as a Saints fan. Uh-huh. It's just trash talking my team every year. But, uh, yeah, I just got to go with the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, with uh, Deshaun Watson being out for 11 games, the dog pound is going to be dog shit for most of this season. So, absolutely. I mean, I got to go with the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, you bring up Eli <laughs> yeah, I Apple. don't mind a guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's talking shit, you know. but – He's getting burnt to shit, too. So you can't – I mean, he wasn't even coming after the yeah. Saints. He was coming after the whole city. He was calling out, like, oh, restaurants yeah. and businesses and just everything about <laughs> like, that city. What? And it's like, dude. I'm calling out, like, Acme Oyster House yeah. and all that. Like, damn, what is this? He's what not invited to, to the tailgate. Screw up your Oyster or something? <laughs> He's not invited to the tailgate. Oh. I can promise you that. I've never and been – What, he was calling out Jacksonville? No, New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. No, New Orleans, sorry. Kind of yeah. the wrong city to Which call I have out to because imagine. Uh, they're, they're going to stick up yeah. with themselves. Yeah. <laughs> He's just yeah. lucky that Joe yeah, Burrow was on that bit. team. I mean, you better watch what he says, though. Jamar Chase cooks him in practice. He's from deep south New Orleans. So, he said anything else. His uh, inner, inner city New Orleans boy is going to come out of him. And Eli might not be on the team. Yeah. He's going to be on the injured list with a broken nose. They practice voodoo down there, I think. So. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. probably why he got burnt so many times in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Could be. They put yeah. some spell on him in the Super Bowl for him to get burnt. He had a rough one. Holy shit, 53 minutes. We haven't even done recipes yet. This is going to be a long one. That's what she said. <laughs> that's not really a good that's what she said. I kind of forced that one, didn't I? Called <laughs> it into the seats. That's okay. All right. Getting ready for game day. it into the seats. Exactly what you did. <laughs> <laughs> that was accurate, wasn't it? That one got me. <laughs> Get right. Ah, let me be a professional. Get 
ready for game day. Pull your to shit watch. together, man. Where and how to watch. <laughs> Thursday Night Football is going to be on Amazon exclusively. If you don't have Amazon, well, you can get fucked as far as Thursday Night Football. <laughs> it won't be on ESPN or NFL Network like it was before. Bezos or whoever, whatever hologram he put in place of him has a stranglehold on that. So if you want to see, you know, uh, Titans-Browns color rush, you better pay up. Sunday ticket is DirecTV till end of this season, and that's up for grabs, and I bet Amazon gets a piece of that too. Sunday Night Football is on NBC. Oh, I can hear the music. I'm so, it's so close. <laughs> Monday Night Football, ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN+. Plus. At who has ESPN? I don't know. Actually, no. I heard Chris told me the other day, all the UFCs are on ESPN+. Plus. Like, you can go watch Ken Shamrock beat the shit out of people. I briefly Plus. had ESPN Plus for for Wimbledon, for all my Wimbledon coverage. It was on it ESPN turns out. Plus. I, I hope I canceled that. I hope I'm still not paying. It turns out if you're a Verizon customer, <laughs> you get it included with your phone plan. I found that out. And then, of course, PGA Tour, They all they do is stream to ESPN Plus uh, Thursday and Friday. So I sit at work with PGA Tour pulled yeah. up and just watch I've seen, that. Yeah. Besides that, I would, I would, if it wasn't included in my phone plan, I wouldn't be paying an extra six dollars a month for it. I could promise you that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what Adam and Smitty too do. I think that's what Adam and Smitty do too. They watch Thursday on ESPN Plus. With the season now here, you're going to be hosting friends and going to watch games in other people's homes. I don't know who the hell raised you, but my mom said never show up to a social function empty-handed. Yes, you could stop at the store and pick up some wilty-ass taco salad on your way, but is that who you really want to be? Wilty lettuce guy? No. No. You guys are cool, so we're going to help you out. I've asked everyone to bring an easy game day food recipe so that people might have a better time. The Sports Scramble podcast boys told me they had something from Louisiana, and it was his second option. Like a couple hours later, he messaged me again. It was like, forget the dip. I got something better. So I did not tell him to keep it simple because I didn't want to dissuade him from bringing whatever this is. Yeah, um, so. I wrote a blog, no big deal, with a taco <laughs> dip recipe in it that you should go get if you care about your friends at all or have taste buds. I bought a different one. I brought a different one today, but we're a ladies first podcast. So let's see what Angela has for us. And then we'll go to our guests and then we'll go to John and then I'll give you mine. Sound good? Probably post this and another one on our website, I would imagine. PatriotSportsNow.com. Um, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and um, I think so it should be all about simplicity, right? So if you're hosting or even if you're going to bring something, you can bring something of substance without being like busting your ass in the kitchen. Okay. So I make a stuffed bread recipe that actually I got from my mom and my aunt. And so what you do is you, it's super easy and you can make it your own. Anybody can do it. It's like almost foolproof. You take a uh, French bread, you cut it in half, and then you're going to hollow it out a little bit. And then inside of it, you're going to put a mixture of like, I'm going to recommend that you would take like deli ham that you get from the deli, cut it up. Put a little bit of mayo, some diced up onions. You put in some shredded Swiss cheese or if you want to do cheddar, whatever you want. Um, a little bit of garlic and maybe some mustardy horseradish. And um, a cup of butter melted. <laughs> and a little bit of mayo. And you mix it up and you put it in the bread. And then you take this French bread and you wrap it really tightly in foil. And you throw that bitch in the oven for like... I don't know, 40 minutes. So um, you can like kind of pre-make it, right? 
shove it in the oven. When it's done, you take it out, you cut it, and it's like these amazing, warm, beautiful, easy-to-eat sandwiches. So you can make as many as you'd like. You can get it all ready to go, wrap it up in foil, take it to your friend's house, your homie, throw it in the oven there, right? Nobody's going to tell you you can't. It's so good, and it's so, so easy. So um, besides dips, right? Um, I think that's a really good, a really good recipe. So I highly recommend it. You explain that. So did you tell me to melt a cup of butter? <laughs> I know, right? I How could it in. be bad? <laughs> Throw a whole cup in there at that point. The, uh... But I mean, you could do like pepperonis or like you could make it pizza-ish if you put pizza sauce in it. I mean, make it your own. Just be creative. I love how... Explore the space. You you explain that so eloquently, and then you're like, throw that bitch in the oven, run it for 40 minutes, right? and then pull it out. <laughs> I was like, okay, Cut there we go. <laughs> Ready to eat Just it. Just driving home. <laughs> I mean business. What do you guys got, some kind of crawfish boil? So, I mean, well, crawfish usually, <laughs> if, if football season lined up with crawfish season, I, all hell would break off oh. in Louisiana. I mean, you wouldn't be able to make it to a football game without just, like, crawfish peelings all over the place. It would honestly be one of the best things that, that ever happened to mankind, in my opinion. But, so, this one's more of, like, a, a tailgate food. You got to be out there early in the morning outside your RV or your van, whatever you bring. And uh, it's it's the slow game. It's not one of those quick and easy dips that, you, uh, that I originally had planned. But when this popped in my head, I remember my dad makes it for... Every LSU game we go to, it's called Grits and Griots. It sounds weird, uh, but just, just stick with me here. So you get big crawfish pot. You throw it on there, get it, get it heated up, and you throw the Holy Trinity in there, which is onions, bell peppers, celery, and I guess the fourth one's not really the Trinity, but garlic. Throw a bunch of garlic in there, get it, get it good. <clears throat> and like Angela said, a whole stick of butter. Throw that in there and let it melt. Kind of get that ruin around, get that smell going. Uh, and then you take a pound of bacon, cut it up into chunks, and you take uh, a, a whole pork butt, cut that sucker up into chunks, and uh, some sausage. Now, I don't know if y'all have Connecticut sausage, but it's some of the best sausage flavor, like Cajun flavor and sausage. You throw that in there, and just y'all, you, this whole time, it's just slow cooking it. You just let it cook down, and you cook it until pretty much the pork butt just falls apart. Uh, and so you take the grease out of that pot, you let it kind of sit over low heat. Take the grease out and mix it with some flour, and you make a roux, which is key to gumbo. Um, you make a good roux with that. Pour it back into the pot. Keep stirring it up and have it good. And then you take uh, two or three beers of your choosing. My dad's a big Bud Light guy, so it's usually Bud Light in there. Pour the Bud Light in, and uh, you let that while that cooks. You, you go to the store and you buy not the microwave grits. You got to buy the real grits. You follow the instructions on the box. But when it calls for cream, you got to use heavy cream to get it that nice texture. Cook that up and then you serve it in a bowl with the grits and then you pour the meat mixture that's called griage. It looks disgusting. It looks like dog food, but it's going to be some of the best Louisiana Cajun food you've ever tasted in your life. That's awesome. You either enjoy that in the morning as a breakfast food uh, or you enjoy it late at night with a nice cold, with a nice glass of bourbon, a few beers, have a good time. So it doesn't get too cold in Louisiana, but when you get those late November games, it's a perfect food. Awesome. Anything that goes with bourbon, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Exactly. And, I mean, it, and you're already getting a little bit of buzz from it because it's got a bunch of beer in it too. So you'd be okay. <laughs> the gift that keeps on yeah. giving. I have two observations. One, the guy in my cousin Vinny was right. That movie was accurate. 
No self-respect in Alabama makes instant grits. Nobody down there is making instant grits. Two, you're right, you're they right. use rue as a noun dad. and a verb. He said ruin around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a way of life. It, that was excellent. The key to a good gumbo is the rue. And if you mess that up, you just got basic yeah. gumbo. But if you, if you, you get that good rue mixture, it's perfect. And uh, I didn't even realize I said ruin around. I guess I'm, you know, it could be used either way. Uh, but yeah, with the grits, I asked like that. I was like, so do you just go to like, you know, Walmart or something, pick up a pack of grits? He was like, are you even my son? You don't make instant grits when you're making this type of food. And I was like, oh, sorry, Dad. I've got it written down on sticky notes that you put in a recipe book. So I wasn't anything official, but I might be able to, to share the, the recipe with you all to put on your website for uh, if anybody wants a slow cooked Cajun meal before a nice NFL Sunday. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Chris would like that very much. That would be <laughs> awesome. John, John, what do you got? Well, mine's kind of a churched up Chicago style hot dog. Oh, so of course, it instead is. of uh, the poppy seed bun and and an Oscar Mayer, you got to get on down to your local jewels and get some nice Rosen's bread. It's really good. It's really more for sandwiches, but it works perfectly. You throw a little Johnsonville brat in there. Spore peppers, relish, tomatoes, mustard. I also like grape upon. And basically, you have a classier, more meaty, good version of a Chicago-style hot dog. Simple, delicious. To the point. I I'm telling that. you, just one trip to Jules, and you'll get it done. Jardinier on there? On the deck? <laughs> no, not on the hot dog. You would put that on a sandwich, or just a bratwurst if you wanted to. But for a Chicago-style hot dog, it's got to be relish, tomato, uh, sport peppers. What I discovered. Mustard. Don't ever I've put discovered Chicago on. style hot dogs. I don't. I don't eat hot dogs the same. I, it's some of the best things I've no. ever had. It's, my, it's a favorite favorite yep. meal to put in my mouth. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I live right next to the famed Jay's Beef in Chicago on uh, North Avenue. I lived about two blocks away, and I would get. It's one of those places where I would get two Chicago style hot dogs. Side order mozzarella sticks and some fries. And other than the mozzarella sticks, they just kind of roll everything up into one piece of paper and then put that in the box. So you just open it up and it's just it's, it's just a it feast in front of you. It's beautiful. If y'all ever make it down to there's a bar called Little Woodrow's and right outside of it, they have, uh, I guess it's like a Vietnamese style hot dog. I don't know what's on it, but when you hmm. stumble out of there around midnight, five bucks gets you a hot dog that's just like loaded down with all the fixings. They got like sautéed onions, crispy onions, sriracha, spicy mayo. Um, there's like some sort of pickle mixture on there. I mean, but it's perfect drunk food right there. Man, sriracha yeah. right up there with air conditioning is one of the best inventions of all time. <laughs> <laughs> That was that your group project recipe, or did you bring another one, Tyler? I mean, one year uh, for we, whenever we were at LSU at our apartment, we had a Super Bowl party, and I experimented with some deep fried Oreos. Um, I actually have one of those Instapot air fryer ovens, so I actually pop that bad boy in there to save some time and not, you know, like waste an hour of my time just looking at, you know, in it in the fryer. Just pop that bad boy in the oven, so it's a pretty easy recipe. It's just an egg. Uh, some milk and pancake mix, and obviously you need some Oreos. You can't ever forget the Oreos. Got to get the double, <laughs> of course, because I don't deal with none of those other Oreos. It's got to be double stuff for me. Double but stuff. Yeah, it, it's very fattening, but it's it's very good. So It'll yeah, put you right to sleep after you eat yeah. a few of those. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had them at the state fair. They are good. Yes. <laughs> Wisconsin State Fair deep fries absolutely everything. This kid came with a list of every last place team and a recipe for deep fried Oreos. <laughs> you guys are welcome back anytime. We're- what I have are bacon wrapped jalapeno poppers. Ooh, that's always a fan favorite. You're going to get yourself, Ooh. Ooh, that's gonna get yourself 12 jalapenos, four <laughs> ounces of cream cheese, room temperature, three quarters cup of cheddar cheese. The recipe was half and half, but I, I don't understand why cream cheese became the default cheese for jalapeno poppers when cheddar is superior. I should have to ask it's, for It's cream, more of a mild taste to counteract yeah, the spice. Yeah. Sound. Duh. So people are <laughs> dumbass. You ignorant slut. People are soft is the answer. Okay. That makes sense. No, cheddar cheese is also good. They can't handle the heat. You get yourself that the uh, four ounce cream cheese, three quarters cup of shredded cheddar cheese, a quarter teaspoon garlic powder, an eighth a teaspoon of onion powder. You can eyeball that shit. Twelve slices of bacon, thinly cut. You're gonna cut the jalapenos in half. Remove the stems, but like cut it real close because you need that curve at the end to make the boat. You know what I mean? Uh, get the seeds out of there. Leave leave some of the membranes in the white strips. That's your spicy stuff. So, however spicy you like it. You know, if you're a bitch, take them all out. If you're not, leave some in there. Um, this is like watching Bob Ross. <laughs> you could sprinkle them into a few Add random ones. To- Just play a little game of Russian roulette with the jalapeno boppers. Yeah. So here's where the spice is. Yeah. Just have a couple of happy accidents there. You can uh, add a mix of cream cheese and shredded cheddar cheese. Uh, some garlic powder, onion powder, all that shit in a bowl. Mix it up. Use a small spoon, scoop the cream mixture into the jalapenos, filling it up just to the top. Preheat the air fryer to 350 for about three minutes. Cut each slice of bacon in half, wrap it around the jalapeno. Put the uh, bacon wrapped stuffed jalapeno in the air fryer in an even layer, 350, 14 to 16 minutes. Keep checking on it after like 11 minutes, though. And then uh, do what you want with them. Eat them, take them to your friend's house, put them in the fridge. It doesn't matter. They're jalapeno poppers, baby. They're good anytime. Nice. I like how you uh, said just to eyeball the seasoning. I've heard my favorite saying I've heard from, I follow a lot of cooking pages on TikTok, trying to stay current with the times. Uh, season with your heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. So however you feel, I season with it. your heart. It's all love. I like that. That's a shirt I'd wear. Hey, new merch idea right um, there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always open for those. What else we got? Oh, now let's talk about road behavior. No, before you go, I don't advise traveling more than across town to watch football because of all the live snaps you could miss while driving. But if you do know the variables, do they have pets or kids? Do either of them restrict the food or drink options? You have to know. Are these pets aggressive? Is the dog going to be jumping all over you? Are there like four cats in the place reeks? You want to avoid something like that. And then to be to be uh, polite, Ask the host where you should park when you get there. Don't go parking in the driveway when you're not supposed to. And when you walk in, ask them if you should take your shoes off. Because some people, especially in the Midwest, are weird. And they think they're Japanese. And they make you take your shoes off when you go in their house. That's true. That's what I have. (laughs) I I don't think I told you guys to bring manners. I have an etiquette. (laughs) Well, I'll throw one in there. Throw my hat in for one of those. Um, So besides never showing up empty-handed, like that's a big fat no-no. Um, 
you should be cognizant of the recliner slash throne of the alpha of the house, whether that's the alpha woman or alpha man. Do not sit in their chair. That is totally Mm -hmm. shitty. It's a cat bird seat. Do not do that. (laughs) Figure it out and avoid it. Figure it out. I've got one. Yeah, and when you get up... I think one my biggest etiquette rule is really assess how much people are talking. And if you're talking the most, you probably need to dial it back. <laughs> you got to be talking less than the host. I love- if you're a guest, don't be that guy who is like, oh, that's PI. That's pass interference. It's like, we, we're watching. Shut up. I like that. I love that one. That comes from recent experience. (laughs) Stop inviting Todd. He talks too much. (laughs) Poor Todd. That's always Todd. And when you get up to go get some out of the fridge or uh, go burn a dart outside or whatever, ask the people (laughs) sitting down if they want anything. You'll score points. And if they say no, then you hit them with a dad joke like, hey, I want full credit for asking. <laughs> and they'll be like, you got it, bud. <laughs> Don't say I never did anything for you. I've got one. Uh, <laughs> you gotta, if if the, the host is superstitious on where he sits and if you've got to wear your hat backwards during the fourth quarter or stand the entire fourth quarter, be respectful of their superstitions. <laughs> you know, if they invited you over. I'm personally, if LSU's not doing good, I go sit in a different place and – I like my guests to also sit different places. It's weird, I know, but it always works. If I if I sit somewhere else on a different spot on the couch, and we all we switch up the mojo, they feel it on the on the on the field. When we had my buddy Big Mike on that played football at, at LSU, he told me he could feel that 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 aura moving, you know, across the state where we were mm-hmm. watching it from uh from the house. So be re- be respectful of their. You know what, Chet? I wouldn't argue with you. I wouldn't argue with you one bit. I wouldn't even ask a question. I would just move. Because <laughs> I totally You're always it. invited to come watch a football game. Then. <laughs> yeah. if, I'm on a heat, if I'm on a gambling heater, I'll wear the same hoodie three, four days. Like, especially during the tournament, <laughs> if the spiders were down at half, like I need the, I'd go in my room and put on the blue Adidas hoodie that I just won money in yesterday. Come back city, baby. It's a real thing. Yeah, it's called karma, I mean, vibes, and juju. Growing up, you know, like playing baseball and stuff, we'd make the playoffs. Jerseys weren't washed until we lost. Faces weren't shaved until we lost. I mean, you just rolled with it. You'd show up week three, white jersey is now brown. It's okay. You've been winning. You keep it rolling. <laughs> Sports are great. They bring out the best in us. This is this really gets back best to the worst. why we did this. Just sports are awesome, and people need to remember that before we get obsessed with Yards of separation at Target or whatever. <laughs> well, I'm coming. Oh, I also have one more etiquette. Oh, good. No, we're not. <laughs> I got one more thing. What do you got? <laughs> All right. So if you are the host, um, I encountered one of these in Chicago. Really good friend of mine. But he would do a thing where he would, uh, if he knew a big play was coming up, he would instantly start slow-mo. And we would have to watch it in slow motion. Uh, like, not oh, rewatching it. My, watching my, it the first time. That was mine right there, too. That was my biggest oh. one that I had. <laughs> I hate it's, when people do that. Like, oh, I mean, he's hosting. And, it, and he was, uh, it wasn't the Bears game. It was his team. So we just kind of put up with it because we didn't really care. I don't think anybody had money on it or anything. But it was like, it was a, it was a long watch. <laughs> because every big play, it's like, 
it's at seventy five percent speed, and we're all just kind of like, what does he have the? Does he's he have the phone on? He's getting the alerts on his phone before it hits the cable TV, and he's slowing it no. down. Or is he predicting the the plays? He's 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 not watching his phone at all, and he's just standing no. up watching. He's on the ones the and twos. What, what, <laughs> yeah, but he he would frequently apologize, but guys like. Don't hate me. I got to do oh, this. You're like, girl, we hate so you. You're we aware of it. I guess you're yeah, aware it's it. a problem. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. So that's that's not the most fun way to watch a football game. So you're talking about like game winning kicks or like it's like yep. first and goal, and he's like, ooh, yep. I'm gonna slow. Yep. The- oh my god, that's the worst. Yeah. And you know, long third down conversions where he sees that he's coming back for a pass, and you can tell it's gonna be close. Boom, pause, <laughs> slow Someone take the remote oh, from you. Gosh. I would just yeah. have to punch him at that rate. And just hand me the remote, damn it. <laughs> but again, he was yeah. the host, so it's like, oh, oh boy. I've got, Yikes. got a yeah, he's a good guy for y'all. Yeah. Uh, if you show up, you know, you're not pulling for either team, but the the house you're at is heavy favorited, that one team, don't root for the other side. Don't be that guy. We oh. had a friend like that in college. <laughs> yeah. Don't be that guy. <laughs> like, oh we were watching. God. I like to root for the underdog. I know Angela's going to. We all do, but don't be that Angela's going to appreciate it. We were watching Saints Saints Vikings playoffs. Whole apartments rooting for the Saints all mm. from Louisiana. We had one guy from Connecticut. He goes, <laughs> you know what? I'm pulling for the Vikings. When the when the uh, famous Stephon Diggs play happens, we're pissed. We're breaking bottles. We're throwing stuff. And he's in the front just oh. slow clapping. I was like, dude, don't don't be that guy. Come on, man. Read the room. You got a you got a group of pissed off Caden yeah. uh fans down here. I wouldn't be that guy standing in the front of the room clapping. Did he leave with oh, one no, black eye or well, two? Well he lived with us and he had about two hundred pounds on us, so he couldn't do much, but he didn't live with us next year. Put it that way. No. We had the same thing happen at the no call and I I just sat on the couch for probably like the rest of the night. I probably didn't go to bed until like midnight that night, and that game was just so bad, of course, you know, that we had the same guy root for the Rams same that guy. year. So it's like that same. Oh. And then this year, like we had a party and they're just like all of us were rooting for the Bengals. And then we just have this one friend like, oh, I'm going to root for the Rams just because. Like, get, get on the team. Yeah, get on the team. Jeez. Unlike you guys, those dudes are not welcome back. You guys are <laughs> welcome back anytime. All right. We're at we're close to an hour 20. I'm going to wrap this thing up. We don't want to put this whole uh, hour and a half in Chris's lap. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you've come this far, then you like the show and you owe us a five-star review. I don't make the rules. Just click the fifth star and type a few words. Done and done. If you already have, congratulations. You're a favorite kind of person like Wendy Kimple, who said, I like this kind of podcast a lot. Well, thank you, Wendy. We like hey, you a lot. Simple and sweet. <laughs> That's what the- <laughs> I love that review. Yeah. It's simple. It's that needs to go on a shirt. a lot. That is that's such a mom review. I like this kind of podcast a lot. Aww. I think yeah. <laughs> you have season with your heart. Story. I like this a lot. <laughs> yeah, I bet Wendy appreciated Period. season with your heart. I guarantee you she did. I'll tell you something. I didn't expect when we flipped the switch on Patriot Sports Radio in that faithful February day. That makes me really happy. We have a number of female listeners and people who aren't fanatical followers of a sport or team, like the casual sports fans, people in the middle. See, everybody's so deep in the numbers and analytics and predictions and what have yous and, and what have yous, what have yous, <laughs> that they turn sports into a fucking math class. We're not here for that. Sports are fun. Sports bring people together. Sports just got me through a worldwide pandemic. We've had conversations with each other about how sports and the community around sports 
And just the shared happiness that sports provides has helped us in our lives. Like Tom Brady said, people got a lot of shit going on. They just want to be entertained. And yeah, they like sports, but they don't care about 2.6 yards gained after contact. They care about, did you see that Mahomes throw? That's who we're thinking about. That's who isn't being catered to. And guys, I think it's a lot of fucking people. Sports Scramble Podcast, boys. Thanks for joining us tonight. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, Tyler, Chet, where can the people find you in your various broadcasts? Yeah, so we've got uh, the Sports Scramble Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Sports Scramble 4. We've actually started doing a live show every Sunday night. Won't have it this Sunday night because LSU is playing. and We will be otherwise preoccupied. Uh, but we'll probably catch it Monday. Um, and that's that's more of our just all-around sports. Uh, we're going to start some debates coming up. We've got some weekly parlay picks uh, to kind of sprinkle a little cash on. If you win, great. If you lose, we didn't tell you to pick them. Um, and then we've got our college uh, football shows that are kicking off that Tyler actually hosts both of them. We've got Southeast Sports Talk for all those SEC fanatics. Um, they do a little cool thing there with uh, SEC fantasy football, him and Wade. And then we've got our college football coast-to-coast with uh, Tyler and Jacob, our, our lovely Home Depot employee who, who records when he can when he's not driving a forklift. Um, but they do uh, pretty much, like I said, college football coast-to-coast. That's the name of the show and name of the game. So, but yeah, you can check us out. Sports Scrambles, Sunday nights. Uh, college football coast-to-coast is Monday nights. And uh, Southeast Sports Talk is Tuesday nights. So uh, you can f- find them all on our Twitter at Sports Scramble 4. We've got the links to everything. Beautiful. I'm going to need those because I only have like a surface level understanding of college football. So I'm going to lose my ass if yeah, I don't have gonna, somebody to tell me which way. You will. Uh, it's basically like you were saying, sports can get into math. These guys know the ins and outs of college football. I'm just the one that drives the show. <laughs> yep. That's what I like. Somebody else over there crunching the numbers. And then you come back and tell me what the important stuff. Was. Exactly. What, what's the actionable guy stuff? For that. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Thank you, people, for deciding to ride with us. Thank you for liking my dumb tweets. Thank you for your reviews. Like this one from Steven Hansen, who said, I love this podcast, and so should you. Thank you, Steven. I hope you win all your fantasy leagues this year. Until next time, be good to each other. Chris, kick the outro music. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.